What is up, everybody, and welcome back to Spectator Mode Podcast, the Outer Haven Gaming Podcast, where we talk about gaming, gaming, and maybe a little bit of gaming. I'm your host, Keith Mitchell, and yes, it's been quite some time since you heard my voice. I have not passed away to the ether, not yet, because uh, my wife keeps pulling me back. But I'm joined with my buddies here. We've got Scott Adams. Scott, what's going on, sir? Hey there. Just, you know, having as much fun as I can with the Switch. <laughs> and, of course, that jolly laugh right there is our buddy Will. Hey, yo, I hope you're enjoying July so far in the midst of this heat and blistering weather. <laughs> oh, boy. I know uh, my neighbors are. They won't stop blasting music in my ear. Just driving me crazy. I mean, we're, not, we're not here to talk about those guys. But I yeah. mean, you're worrying about music. I got to worry about freaking fireworks, even though it's after July 4th. Oh, no, 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 no. I have to worry about firecrackers and stuff, too. I have dogs, and they go ape crap when firecrackers go off. They literally just go crazy. But my neighbors, I'm not just talking about music, because I can just come inside my house and shut the door. No, 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 no. They, they play music whenever they want. Like, I woke up yesterday at 9 o'clock in the morning, and it's not just music. It's like... Like, dude, what? what? Turn the TV off downstairs. The TV's not on. It's your neighbors. Are you serious? Wow. I can hear the music in the entire house. And forgive me for... They're the people that came out of the ghetto that think <laughs> they're still in the ghetto. Uh. It's like, guys, you, you... Ongoing. Ongoing. But yeah, so let's talk about games. At the beginning of every Spectrum Mode podcast, we take time out to talk about the games that we played or will be playing. And... You know, honestly, I've actually played a lot of games this last couple of weeks. So <laughs> that's do a rundown. So I've been playing a lot of uh, arcade getting. I actually oh. saw this game at PAX East 2022, where the premise is you have to save your uncle's arcade by running through these arcade levels, third person shooter. And basically, you try to uh, achieve um, objectives and you get rewarded of XP and cool gear and stuff like that. And basically, it's like an endless runner. You keep going and keep going and keep going until you meet your objectives. And then you keep going to see if you can make your way into a live leaderboard where you compete against other people across the globe. It's for PlayStation, uh, Xbox, PC. And I've been playing a lot of it because it's just fun, mindless shooting. It's, it's just a lot of fun. It does get boring from time to time because the, the, uh, the gameplay doesn't change. But if you want to sit down for like an hour or so and just want to see how far you can get, then it's a pretty fun game. I hope the developers add more to the game because, as I mentioned, it does get very boring at times. So we'll see what happens there. Mm -hmm. I've also been playing a lot of DNF Duel, which is weird because I normally don't play fighting games anymore. And I've been enjoying myself with the game, even though the game is heavily flawed. There's a lot of issues with that game. And I'm not sure if you guys have paid attention to it. Um People are finding out infinites left and right. Uh, there's just a lot of weird stuff in the game. I don't know if you ever played like Dragon Ball Fighters or Marvel's Capcom <laughs> or anything like that. <laughs> Basically, it's got to the point where if you mess up once, it's Combo City, depending on who you're fighting against. From the ground, off the ground, off the wall, back to the ground, up in the air. And it's like, okay, I'm dead. Could you just stop? The great I thing mean- about this game, though, is... As they're doing more and more combos, they're, they're diminishing returns, so they don't do as much damage. Unless they are good and they reset the combo, then, well, just forget about it. But <laughs> it's a fun game. Um, like I mentioned, I don't really play a lot of fires anymore, but I'm playing that mainly due to the simplified controls, which is great. Glad that they're in the game, which gives me a lot of hope for Street Fighter Six. but somebody else that we know doesn't agree with me, but we'll talk about that in another show. Um, but <laughs> it's been fun. I've been really enjoying playing that game. 
I fire it up a lot. I, I make it up to like silver or something. And I get knocked back down because apparently I'm using one of the worst characters in the game, the Vanguard, who, uh, has, who okay. has crappy dodges. Um, his moveset is great if you can keep pressure on, but it's hard to pressure characters that have projectiles and can keep you away. So it's like, I shouldn't have picked this guy, but I love him so much. He reminds me of, the, of Siegfried from Soul Calibur. Ah, okay, okay, okay. So I love okay. the character, but yeah, I've been, I've been getting my butt kicked. <laughs> He's not the meta, is what you're saying. <laughs> he is far from the meta. I mean, if the meta was like in front of you, then I would be in California, and I live in Delaware. He is not the meta. He is terrible. I'm hoping that they go back and go, well, maybe this guy could use a couple of buffs. I really hope so. But yeah, if you like a, if you like a simple fighter that, do, that does have a lot of complexity, the more you play it, but it's just flashy, fun to play, and easy to jump into, I would definitely say check out DNF Duel. Um, of course, the downside is it, it doesn't support crossplay yet, but that is coming later down the road, so we'll have to wait and see it. Oh, Playing a lot of Capcom's fighting collection just because... It's good to revisit games from the past. I know a lot of people will say, hey, you can play them on MAME and stuff like that, but I kind of want to support Capcom to see what they do in the future. And it's just fun playing a lot of these old games. It's just, they have them in one location, and I loved Cyberbots back in the day, so mm-hmm. I'm playing a lot of that now. Puzzle Fighter, or I'm sorry, Gem Fighter is fun as well. Yes, yes, I remember, lo- I love Gem Fighter when I was uh, went back growing up. Yeah, yeah. So it's good to play those games again. It's fun, it's fun. And again, <laughs> I'm, I'm supporting Capcom, so We'll see what happens. Right. Uh, right, right. Again, like we, with many uh, licenses, like the Darkstalkers, like, it, yeah, if more people buy this thing, yes, Darkstalkers may possibly have a future, hopefully. Yeah, yes. right. The Darkstalkers is dead. I mean, Ono is gone. Uh, Capcom doesn't care about anything other than Street Fighter right now. This was a gimme. And the fact that many of these games are coming out on the arcade stadium, too, doesn't really instill much hope that Capcom really cares about Darkstalkers. It's just... They were like, hey, it's coming out for one collection. Let's put out a fighting game collection and people will be happy. But meanwhile, like 70s games are also coming out in another collection. So you could easily pass on this if you didn't care. Hmm. So I, I don't know. I don't care what Capcom's thinking. It was just fun playing it. Um, I'm playing a bunch of other games, but nothing really worth. They're old games. I'm just going back and looking at my uh, my Steam catalog just to see what I can play and you know, it kind of stinks buying games off of Steam and like, I've never played this game. And you right. go to your Steam catalog and it's like, I, yeah, I have that problem. <laughs> when did I play this game last? You don't even have this game installed. Ooh, maybe <laughs> I should change that. This game. Cool. Can I, is it too late to return it? <laughs> yeah. You got yeah. this three years ago. Dang it. <laughs> yep, a little bit too far away. Actually, I don't know. If you have never fired up on Steam, I think you can still return it. Steam is good like that. But who knows? Oh. Um, But what have you been doing, Scott? Alrighty, so the, a lot of my time has been spent in Fire Emblem Warriors 3 Hopes, but I've also been playing another game called Death and Request quite a bit, which is, uh, for those who know me, I like to compile heart games. And so I like te- checking them out every once in a while. You know, the ones that are, uh, you know, safer work ones. <laughs> they can make a lot of not safer work ones, and I don't need to play for those. But the Death and Request is really cool just because it gives me a dot .hack vibes. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it's a really cool game. It is about basically a character who is in a coma and their consciousness is in a game, dot hack, and uh, they have to find their way out of the game because log- their logout screen is taken out. So they have to basically beat the game and initiate what they call the end procedure or logout pro- protocol. <laughs> 
So you have to go through the entire, I guess, MMO game that this person actually made. The person who's stuck in the game is actually the, is one of the developers of the game. So they know all the things. The problem is the bugs make the game different than what they programmed it as. So it's always interesting to see just how just the concept of that goes out. But they also have, like, similar to .hack games, you can also go to the real world from a different character's perspective who's trying to help them out, f- figure out information and get news off of forums and search boards and go outside to figure out, like, where do these bugs come from? How did this game get access from this place? Because this was to be shut down kind of deal. So it's kind of like a mystery slash JRPG kind of deal. So I always like that. But there's also horror-esque in it where if you do choose something wrong or if you go to a place you shouldn't go, you'll just die instantly. And uh, they'll tell you, death and quest. <laughs> Hence uh, the name, death and request. You have died. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you have to basically make sure that you do smart decisions, which I think some are smart that I do that apparently aren't smart. Like one of the ones is you're chasing a person. You can either cut them off or you can just keep running after them, even though they're faster than you. And apparently the smart thing to do is just keep running after them. Cause if you cut them off, then eventually you get killed by whatever else was chasing them. Oh, interesting. So basically a whole lot of death flags, basically. A yeah, there's death flags. And the worst part is like the longer you get into the game, like the longer it points it gets from save points. <laughs> so it's just like if you die from a decision that you made that's either dumb or you think is smart, then you have to go all the way back to the same spot. Yowch, 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 yowch. And that, when that happens, I just like don't do any fights and just skip all the fights and go straight to the flag again. <laughs> all right all right all right so those are, those are like the two main ones i've been playing recently well and i just got done with the mario kart session but i try to do that like once a month kind of deal with my wife and her friends because they like doing mario kart nights what about you will what you got going on uh for me uh i as a if you haven't heard me from nev as usual i have been more or less been uh knee deep in well well chest deep into uh monster hunter rise sunbreak and uh, i just currently defeating currently headed uh master uh master rank number five i just defeated the mausino and thankfully he didn't give me as too much trouble as he did in the in the demo prior and yeah like if you play if you play Monster Rise already and if you're already in Sunbreak, then you know what I'm talking about. Then like all these new monsters, all these new additions, just the gameplay, like uh tweaks of it all, plus the new switch skills just makes everything flow so nicely. Like I love facing off against like my my favorite monster of the Gormagala and just like seeing all all these um just these new monsters being uh, redone to to this point. I mean, yes, you can also play on PC, but lo and behold, I only can play on Switch. But even on Switch, it just feels very nice. And like the other additions, like the followers quest, playing with the NPCs, like in case you don't have any friends, then yeah, it also is a, a very fulfilling experience if you want to play things out offline. So yeah, playing with the NPCs, play with your favorite characters, it, it's, it's always been a fun time. So yeah, uh, Monster Rise Break. I've been thoroughly enjoying my time a bit, and just, and before that, I've also been playing up, just kind of continuing back on the Fall Guys, where they announced the um, the I uh, Monster Hunter, not Monster Hunter, sorry, uh, what was it? Assassin's Creed uh, Ragnarok uh, collaboration with uh, with Odin and uh, Ivor with the two main characters. Can I just say that's going to be very interesting when. Um... God of War Ragnarok comes out and parents go to the store shopping for games. 
That's still a thing. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Give me that Ragnarok game. Uh, which one? What the Ragnarok game? Oh, I know which one he wants. Assassin's Creed. No! <laughs> that's going to be fun. It is. Yeah, that's, that's funny that you bring it up because like there has been so many news regarding the door, door in general from the Marvel movie to God of War to like just combinations. Like, yes, how much God of uh, Door Ragnarok gaming media is out there currently right now? It's like, it, yeah. People, Not enough, apparently. Apparently, yes. <laughs> so, and heck, even if you want to hear like more fun stories, like just go back to the Nintendo Entertainment Podcast, which I talk about Thor and Final of Heroes, which is unfortunately our dear host Todd. Then oh, I like oh baby, <laughs> read the read the Thor Ragnarok review. Thor Ragnarok, geez, Thor Loving Thunder. Wow, <laughs> my brain is busted. Ragnarok everywhere. If you read that. Todd's review of Thor, <laughs> he's not a uh... go read it. <laughs> I won't spoil it for you. I I think he makes a lot of valid points. As somebody who's also watched the movie, definitely check it out. And then please comment on the article. Let us know what you think about it. Because hey, we're people. We like to know what you think about our content. Mm-hmm. Yes, we need the feedback. You know, and I, I, I do. Like I said, he makes some valid points, and I agree with every one of them. So, so there. I'm sorry to cut you off. Continue. <laughs> so yeah like if you want to hear more aside from uh todd's review of the movie then yeah just listen to np podcast of why he doesn't let, like fire emblem heroes interpretation of thor for this season <laughs> he just doesn't like fan service <laughs> <laughs> we like boba <laughs> so i was going to talk about dnf duel um i mentioned a little bit you know what i will talk about it so because there's a couple things i still want to talk about the game and i wish matt was here because I know he wanted to talk to me about it as well, but if you check out our site, you see I, I just put up my review of DNF Duel. I didn't want to do a review um, after a couple of days because I wanted to get a lot of matches under my belt, and I've got about 250 matches, maybe more, and I played a lot of the arcade and survival and things like that, so I wanted to get a good understanding of the actual game itself instead of just going, oh, hey, the game, there's a review, it's pretty, it's a good fighter, because I didn't want to do that. I'm not calling out any names, but when you play a fighting game and the main component is online, you deprive the online. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, that's a good that's, way to test that. <laughs> that said, again, it's a great game. It's a fun game. It's one of those games that even if you're not good at fighting games, you can jump on and play. I've played so many people that were amazing and other people that were just like, did you even go through the tutorial? Or do you know how to play? And to be honest, when I fight those kind of people, I feel bad. I kind of do the, the Goku complex. I just like, just take it easy because are, are you sure you know how to play? I, I don't like beating up people that don't have an idea how to play this game. So, but regardless of that, um, I, I really think it's a fun game. However, however, there's a lot of things in the game that they really need to address. Um, obviously, people are finding up really intricate combat strings, which is it's a fighting game. People find that out. But there are also a lot of infinites that are in the game that make the game not fun. I mean, when you're playing a fighting game, you're trying to best the other person. And the other person breaks out a, a infinite that you can't get out of. It's like, this is not any fun. Sure, it shows me that, great, you know how to do an infinite and maybe you're skillful, but it's boring. You know, And there's no way to, to, to uh, break out of those things because this game has a huge lack of defense abilities. There is, without... Let me go back. There are certain certain characters that have an air dash because it's part of their moveset, but that's it. There is no air block. So if you do anything in the air, it is unsafe. 
Now, I know a lot of people will say, hey, that's great for a fighting game, but not when you're doing setups or where you're screwed no matter what you do. Uh, the game has a block button. And I know a lot of people are like, why does the game have a block button? Well, there's a reason for that. And I think this is bad design mechanics, but you can pull back the block. But you also have to use the block button also to do rolls, which are basically dodges. And you also can use that button to block attacks. Now, why that's important is there are certain characters in the game. And I'll use one as an example, the Lost Warrior. The Lost Warrior has several attacks. I'm sorry, no, not, not just the Lost Warrior. There's other characters, but have certain attacks that if you don't hold the block button, it will mix you up. So pulling black will not block. Ghostblade also does that. If you think that you're pulling back will block the attack, it does not. You have to hit the block button. Otherwise, you're screwed. And I'm like, so you gave me a block button because you know there are moves in this game that can't be blocked by holding back. So why not just adjust the move so it doesn't mix me up when I'm supposed to be blocking the way I'm supposed to? That just makes me sad. I have a problem with that. I got a lot of problems with this game. And I don't want to go into all of it right now because me and Matt definitely do have something planned that we want to go through the things about DNF Duel. But yeah, I, I do like the game, but there's just some things that need to be addressed. It is definitely a broken fighter. And if you pick certain characters, you're just going to run away with it. There's a reason why certain characters are constantly being played. If you play the game and go to the ranking, there's a reason why the Crusader is up there, not mm. because he just has a broken infinite, because he does, but because he's literally one of the strongest characters in this game because of his moveset. I mean, I've seen some strings where you cannot block because you get stuck in a corner. And if you do block, well, then you're screwed. You'll wow. get stun locked. You can't do anything. You'll break your guard. It's like, wow, this character is literally God. He is God. There's nothing you can do. Dragonite's bad as well. It's like, holy crap, what is going on? So it's a fun game. But if you're thinking about getting serious, unfortunately, Certain characters just aren't the meta, and I know a lot of people are trying to figure out the meta, but there are a lot of characters that are not worthwhile playing, and I will say it, the Vanguard is not a class worth playing. I love it so much. I'm doing pretty well with the Vanguard, but that class, that character, when you're poking with fireballs or projectiles or fighting against characters like the Launcher, forget about it. Just put the controller down, walk away. Just let the match be over because nine times out of 10, you're not going to win a good mm. launcher against a good Vanguard. You are not going to win there. Done. It's <laughs> literally done. Go on YouTube and watch. You will see that matchup and go, wow, this is crazy. Just walk away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The way I, I, the way you're describing it is like, speaking as like, like a casual, like just who barely plays fighting games. Like it seems like the, DNF Duo definitely has has that problem of like, yeah, like you know there are characters that are like I don't know S tier and of course like those infinite combos like once you once they poke you and you unsafe boom it's over you're done and like it doesn't become fun anymore and yeah. it's like there is no balance to it like not like it's almost like any characters you chose doesn't have any like an equal chance of like actually getting out like there's no like I don't know um combo breaker or like some or some of that sort of like at least ease up like it's very as the way you described it as well it's like it's definitely meant for like the the technical like the guilty gear styles and all that so like and just the way you you describe it just like okay like <laughs> this thing is definitely not gonna appeal to like the, the pure casuals like like 
yeah. if they take the time to invest in it, fine, or props to them. But once they like they learn the infinite or that, like okay, forget it, forget it. It's just not for me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, seriously, yeah. just go on YouTube and look at the launcher videos, and it's just like, how <laughs> am I supposed to fight this character? I mean, I'm not saying that she's a terrible character to fight against, but with certain classes, she is just hard to get in. A good launcher will demolish most people. Yeah, it Pretty sounds much. like too, like the higher you probably get in competitive, it's gonna start being like the same like two characters that you have to play against kind of deal. Yeah, it, it usually is. It, it's like launcher, hitman, grappler, because people are seeing how good the grappler is, and also the grappler has a uh infinite uh crusader, dragonite. Uh, Ghostblade, Lost Warrior, <laughs> at the very end, it's like Vanguard and Striker, which I don't know why Strikers, people are saying that Striker is low, because Striker is awesome. Striker has a lot of hit strings, does a lot of decent damage, it's very fast. Watch those matchups. Recently, Samsung and Xbox put out the Xbox app for the uh, two Samsung TVs, which I happen to have. I gave the app a try. And long story short, it's just like the cloud gaming app that you play on your Android phone. Um, but the full story is it's a decent app. It does what they say it does. It, it doesn't replace a console. Big surprise no. there. <laughs> um, if you use wireless, it's terrible. Again, big surprise there. You really need to have a wired connection for it. This isn't going to be the best way for Fortnite. <laughs> <laughs> if you're playing games that require fast reaction speeds like Forza or, or Fortnite or, or a shooting game, I do not recommend that. If you're trying to play competitively, obviously do not use this. But if you're like, I want to play Xbox games, I don't have an Xbox, I have a Samsung TV, then this is fantastic for you to use. I think it's uh, a good step for Xbox to increase their ecosystem because now you don't have to go out and buy an Xbox. And people are always buying smart TVs. So this is great. Yeah. Samsung and Xbox have a good thing here. And it will just get people to buy more Xbox games or at least subscribe to the Xbox service. I think yeah, it's a great move. This was definitely a move that they had for like more of the long run. And I think it'll probably will help them. The only downside to that is a lot of people like to crap on Xbox Game Pass, which I think, again, is a phenomenal service. It is good for what it does. Yes. Obviously, it doesn't replace buying games. And yes, no. games do disappear from the service. But for what, what Microsoft is doing, I think it's good. Um, I just wish, and they did say it will, but I wish this was, this was available for more TVs. You know, if, if you're talking about gaming, you know, most people buy LG TVs because of the OLED. Though Samsung has some great OLED TVs as well, but most people simply jump out and buy the LG TVs. And this service is not available for Samsung T- or for LG TVs. It's not available for Sony Bravada TVs, which is curious. Will that come to Sony TVs? That is an interesting question. I that don't know. That will be interesting. <laughs> I don't know. Um, will it come to like uh, TCL TVs and things like that? I, I, I don't know. I All I know is they said it's going to come to different TVs at a later time. Actually, hang on. I have the article up. What the TVs they said? Nope, this one doesn't say when. This one doesn't say. There was one they put out that says it's coming to other TVs, but this one I'm looking at is not the one. So um, as we continue talking about gaming, I'm pretty sure I'll find it and I'll say, hey, I found it. But for right now, um, 
I don't have it. But yeah, if you have a Samsung 2022 TV, definitely give it a try, even if you're not a gamer. And if you're not a gamer, why you listen to this podcast? Not that we care. We love you for <laughs> being here, but definitely give it a try. It's it's a lot of fun, and it's good just to jump in the game and see what the TV is capable of and what the future is going to be. I know I wanted to talk about something else, but I'm going to skip that. I'll come back to it later. Now, there's a lot of Final Fantasy talk, and forgive me for my ignorance. I've, I've fallen out of love Final Fantasy, but I know um, <laughs> Gotten will love Final Fantasy, so guys, take it away. Alrighty, so the thing I mainly want to talk about, because we don't get a whole lot of information of Rebirth, but we do have a lot of information about this other thing, which is the Crisis Core Remaster, which they call a Remaster. I don't know if I'd call it that based on what they're actually doing with it, but it's called Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII Reunion. And what they're doing is they're redoing the 3D models, they're giving a whole new thing of voiceovers, they're making new music arrangements, and they're doing a bunch of new assets. So this whole remaster seems a lot more like a remake, but, you know, that's just me. But I'm really excited for it, just to see what it will do. But it also I, brings me to the question of why they waited till now to do it, but I think it's because of what we did see in the Rebirth trailer, is we actually saw the title screen has Zack, Sephiroth, and Cloud all together, which makes me think that Zack and Sephiroth and Cloud are going to be the biggest parts of the next part of the remake series of, I guess, part two. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the trilogy. Yeah, the trilogy. And I just think it's interesting because it looks really good and really well done. Like, the assets do look like they put a lot of effort into making this look like it should be on... Like, I guess, this generation of consoles. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm, when you yeah. look at something done um, by a similar company, well, the same company, actually, um, they did a Birth by Sleep Kingdom Hearts remastering with the PS3 and then the PS4. And those basically just look like they just revamped the resolutions with not a whole lot of changes else to the assets or, like, the textures. Because they still were PSP textures, basically. But it's the same kind of deal of a PSP game remastering for the PlayStation, I guess, consoles now right right right. (laughs) but this looks like a full-on like rework of like everything is new but nomura does say that the story will not be changed but i take that with a grain of salt because that was the same thing he said about the last game yeah that one was changed yeah like one thing if you look all these years one you don't trust Nomura and basically like I, I still remember like not to go off tangent but basically I still remember the part on Kingdom Hearts 3 like he thought that uh like I thought everyone would be excited about the the, um, the frozen world no we're care about the main cast like <laughs> geez, are your priorities straight but yeah. going back going back on topic of reunion uh, like yeah like this remake remaster is just really shaping up to be like one like basically is the next like side dish before um rebirth like what the way to describe it like from all the like um interview transcripts and that have been translated basically as you said like um the cast from from the original uh remake all will be coming back in to do extra voice work as well as like parts of the original game that only was text only now will be fully voiced as well as like new scores a revamped combat system like like I haven't played the original game, but I know about like the whole ro- the the uh, what was the it? roulette leveling system, like the DME is what it was called or something. Yeah, like the DMEs. That. Yes, like that thing was like very, very uh controversial. And it was a I'm finicky like. thing, I'll tell you that. <laughs> right, right, right. So that, it was that, fun when it worked, but the problem is you wanted it to work a lot more than it did. 
Right, right, right. So that's why a lot of people did not like the original PSP release. But if if what they said is true and like they're revamping this system, combat system, along with just adding all the bells and whistles and actually giving effort to this uh, remaster remake for Crisis Core, then I don't know. I might actually want to pick this up just one, aside from what we just got last from uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake Intermittent. Integrate. This is probably the next thing to help bridge into a uh, rebirth, the second of the game. So, if anything else, it's just like to see, like, okay, find out the Easter eggs because that's kind of like that's what they're always get, basically doing in the Final Fantasy VII universe. It's just like, yeah, have the Advent Children movies, all that, like everything's integrated. They're basically that whole Kingdom Hearts web that Nomura is famous for. Yeah, but what it did make me interested though of why I know they're doing this is because a lot of people are actually questioning who Zack Fair was at the end of Final Fantasy uh, Remake Integrate. Because uh, people either didn't play Crisis Core or they weren't paying attention to the original Final Fantasy VII, because Zack Fair does show up a little bit in the original. I was going to say, wait, 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 wait. How did you not play Final Fantasy VII and not know who Zack was? Yeah. That's what I was. I think that a lot of people are either getting introduced to this game through and they don't see Zack in a lot of media. Because he's not nearly as popular as Cloud or Sephiroth. But he's like an integral part of Cloud. You he's have to play, you have to know who Zack is to know who Cloud is. The irony is a lot of people like Cloud for a lot of the same reasons why he was how he was in the beginning of Final Fantasy VII because of Zack. But they didn't understand that it was because of Zack he was like that. Wow. And so I think this is why they're doing a remake slash remaster of Crisis Core so they can explain a bit more of who Zack is to the to the core people who are like newer now to the series who didn't really get to see who Zack was. Because I remember being on Twitter like after the end of the, the game and looking at some of the spon- responses and there was actually a number of people not sure who he was. And I was just like blown away that they wouldn't know who Zack Fair was. <laughs> because he was guess, like, like he was even in the the movie the advent children he has yeah you you must go see advent children if you ha- if anybody's going to play any of the final fantasies or anything in final fantasy 7 anything regarding the final fantasy please go watch that movie please yes oh yes, my god really, the best like, final fantasy movie ever please watch it, it. <laughs> yeah it is debatable the best final debatable movie but ever. whoa 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 wait what's the best one will the bar is very low. I mean, obviously, Spirits Within is just horrible. I was about to say, if you were about to say that, we're, we're not friends <laughs> no, anymore. Within, yeah, that's the best one, all right. <laughs> <laughs> of course not, but yeah, like, I, I don't know. I Like, of course, it, like, right now, Advent Children Complete is currently out on sale. Like, I only have, like, 10 bucks now, so you can easily check it out. And... Yeah, I'm guessing it's just because one is, is the new generation. Again, we came from the DVDs and CDs of <laughs> Avon Children, and now like these new generations, we're in the new millennium. Like, who is, who's Zach Fair? Who's this guy? Like, oh my god, we're getting old now, so they, <laughs> now they need they need a reintroduction class of like, oh, this is Zach Fair, the one who taught uh, Cloud, Cloud Stripe and yada yada of the background of Shinra Corporation, yeah, and all this back. In, in Geo, and I don't know, even got to introduce the pro- the process of third of servers, which I think they hinted something or or such. But when yeah. you think about it, though, it's a great way on Square Enix's part to make money. Oh, <laughs> we're going to introduce this character nobody remembers. Let's make a <laughs> game around him now, so people know. Sadly enough, I think that's what Square Enix is likely going to do because oh, yeah. of their current motive of the year. <laughs> yes, I I feel that will be the case. Terrible, terrible. Or as Brock would say, it's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
But yeah, I'm excited for this though. But that's just because Crisis Core is my absolute favorite game <laughs> on mm, PlayStation mm. Portable. And per- yeah, personally for me, like once this thing is released, that I probably will be picking up just because I haven't actually played Crisis Core. I didn't get a PSP until much later in the life cycle. <laughs> so I think this probably will be a good introduction to Crisis Core, even though a lot of people kind of did not really like it. But I don't know. Th- this will be my first introduction to to Crisis Core. So like with Final Fantasy Remake, uh, I'll probably get into this and see what's what's the, the talk about. <laughs> So I guess overall my thoughts are I'm excited. There's a lot of reasons why this is happening and it's going to connect to Rebirth. It is 100% going to connect to Rebirth. Mm-mm-mm. And it's like, yeah, the, okay. There, it's basically that whole conspiracy party. Okay, so Zach, uh, yeah, Zach Fair is actually going to be on a different timeline that actually wants part of Survive. <laughs> Spoilers! And just basically, okay, it's the part that it is the one that uh, continues with Air of Dying or that not. Also, spoilers. Again, 30-year-old spoilers or as a 40-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> if you haven't played yeah, Final Fantasy so. 7 or if you have never picked up like pop like 10 spoiler like plot twists in a game, it's always like Aerith. <laughs> <laughs> so, first yeah, time like, you saw a healer die. <laughs> It's gonna be an interesting once this game comes out, and yeah, it, it will be a ride. It's gonna be a ride. I think it'd be interesting too if they did like say because there already is gonna be a new game plus to this because there wasn't the original. If they had the first ending be the original Crisis Core ending, and then have the fi- like new game plus one be the one that transitions to Rebirth. A mandatory second playthrough. I mean, are they gonna try to do a near thing? Like <laughs> mm. maybe. I mean, New Game Plus was great because you had to actually work on your like basically your end game materia because you get all these cool end game materials from like the final dungeon and never have to use them. <laughs> but then you can use them then uh, on your New Game Plus playthrough. <laughs> <laughs> all right, fine, man. Yeah. All right. Um. So let's see here. We're just rolling right along here. So I'm gonna go back to that topic that I was gonna talk about prior. Mm-mm-mm. Um. We're all gamers here, and we all really hate when a game that we've been waiting on for weeks or months or years gets a release date, and then months ahead of the game coming out, or even days, they come out and say, oh, hey, by the way, we're going to delay the game to whenever. Which begs to ask... Fantasy, dang it. (laughs) Which begs (laughs) to ask, uh, should they just wait till the game goes gold before they announce a release date or anything? Because this is just getting ridiculous. I know development is a hellish project, you know, COVID and coordinate and everything. I am not a developer by any fraction of the stance or whatever you want to say. I, I code for the site, obviously, but I, I don't make games. So I don't know how busy or how hard or you know whatever happens with these things. But I, obviously, they announce these games for a reason because they want to get people excited. They want their investors to go, oh, hey, this game's coming out. We're going to make a shit ton more money or things of that nature. But for us, it's extremely frustrating. Mm-hmm. So the question is, should they just wait? until the game is gold before they say oh hey by the way this game went gold it's coming out this day (laughs) yeah it's definitely an interesting topic to want to think about like as i said there's just so many factors in regard to like what it what what determines like they they can finally safely say a quote-unquote of an announcement window or release dates like yeah, okay, we got the factors. We know the for the gaming forecast for the for the months and seasons. So okay, we don't have this is the part where we have the least amount of, of competition. So yeah, we'll release on that time that time period and what so forth. And of course, like naturally with a lot of games being delayed, like with for recently forespoken pushed it to next year. And it's like, okay, uh fine. I mean, if it's like still early 
like in their announcement like fine we, we don't have to worry but what it's like a game that's like very very ready like we kind of touched this part in the NP, nintendo in the podcast regarding to advanced wars uh yeah uh the remake one which was supposed to be released earlier this year but due to the ukraine situation yeah they they nintendo suddenly um indefinitely delayed it and we have no idea what's gonna release now so it, just wondering of like going back to your uh question akif is like should they just like shadow drop it to the points or just like just like well, i wouldn't even say shadow drop i would basically basically wait till all your t's are crossed your eyes are dotted you know there's not gonna be any delays the development is done you did your homework you know that there's no major games coming out within the same time as your game which is something that a lot of people need to realize that that happens a lot a game comes out and it goes oh wait like or a good example, <laughs> yeah, you know, hey, we're gonna release this brand new sequel to this PlayStation game. It's gonna do so great, and then it comes out. And then oh wait, Elden Ring is <laughs> Elden next. Ring exists. <laughs> and then you, th- I mean, has anybody else heard about that game since Elden Ring came out? Nope, everyone has been on the Elden Ring's uh, Elden Ring addiction. Like, hey, you got more of that Elden Ring? What was this Horizon you're talking about? Yeah. And, yeah and, ironically, and, I think the only times I see Horizon being talked about is like Xbox people saying how much it isn't as good as Elden Ring kind of deal. And and that's the sad thing. That's the thing that these companies need to pay more attention to. And obviously, there's it's hard to do that as well because you have companies that are doing the same thing they're doing. Like, hey, this game's coming out. Oh, you know what? Let's just shuffle our day. Maybe we'll get more market saturation if we wait till closer to the holidays when kids are not in school or things of that nature. And then they all go the same way, put the games up when the same time. It's like, oh, crap. This game comes out the same way this game comes out. I don't know if that's going to work. That's the latest game now. And then you go, oh, it's delayed. And it's like, wait, but we you might have those people who are like, I don't care about X game. I wanted this game. Now you're delaying it. Now I gotta it'll come out when I'm back in school. Yeah, that's why I also feel bad <laughs> for uh Digimon Survive. This is gonna uh, get heavily overshadowed by Xenoblade. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Like there's like yeah, during that um, month of yeah, ne- yeah, this month is gonna be Xenoblade and we can live alive so much games like that. Yep. And of course November is just like absolutely November stacked. November. <laughs> October. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, October, yeah, October, November, like yeah, with Near, um, what was it, uh, Rabbits, as well as even Persona Five Royal come on Switch. Like, I mean, if you haven't played it already before, but yeah, it's just like so much games being coming to the points. Like, yeah, like it's really is basically up to the publishers. Like, okay, do you really want to take that calculate that risk of like facing against these? games in in just like a two one weeks period time i feel yeah. bad for a lot of these games will that are coming out in october uh i'll just look at the big ones because obviously forespoken has been pushed away till next year probably mm. wise <laughs> we got mario ravage which i think is safe because that's the switch only game but yeah, crisis core <laughs> we got gotham knights coming out we've got call of duty modern warfare 2 oh boy yeah, overwatch that's gonna take a bit Overwatch, Overwatch 2, two Marvel's yeah. Night Suns. There's a problem there. Yeah, it's yeah, like we're gonna there... have like a DC and Marvel swamp off with Midnight Suns versus Gotham Knights, aren't we? Yep. <laughs> yep. yep, we are. I at least the good thing is, you know, when December comes around, the only game that's coming out worthwhile that I care about is the Calypso project. So that'll be great. <laughs> but yeah, October, oh, that's gonna be a busy month for people gonna be a very busy month i feel bad for a lot 
And that's if you aren't busy with already like previous to major titles like Xenoblade Chronicles 3, and that thing's going to take up uh, at least 100 hours. Yeah. 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 That's a um, good time to be a gamer. Bad time to be a gamer because you don't have a lot of time to play these games. Ah, uh, don't remind me. But, but yeah, but it comes back to the whole thing is I, I think the companies need to just tone it down. I know they want to get their name out, their games out there and say, hey, this game's coming out whenever, whenever. But it, it gets. It gets really frustrating, and we understand things happen. But when you say a game's coming out this time, and then it gets delayed, and of course you have people to go, "It's just a game; it's not a big deal." I, I really hate that. I, I want to just go on a tangent sometimes and go, "You know what? People like games because it relaxes them, it eases their mind, it's good for stress, it's better than people going out there with guns and killing people." You know, it's it's a great way to unwind. That's why the gaming industry is a multi-billion-dollar industry. Because it does so many things. There's a reason why doctors even prescribe people to play games because it's good for your mental capacity. But people don't understand that. They they really don't. No. No, 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 no. People are stupid. It would be nice <laughs> if they did. Yeah, it would, because we would have a lot of people, oh, why are you playing games? You're a girl, you're an adult now. What does that got to mean? Aren't you like over 30? Yeah, what about it? <laughs> yes, you boomer. Like you didn't have technology like this today, you boomer. <laughs> no, but, it's, yeah, it's ridiculous like, how many times I hear people go, Oh, you're you're almost 50 years old. Why are you playing games? Uh, because I like playing games. It's like they don't understand the topic of, of having hobbies. Oh, you collect stamps? Oh, I like playing video games. Oh, why why are your hobbies better than mine? Oh, piss off with that it's just, yeah like that's just how like yeah when they it, granted like it's kind of like the same thing of like like just speak on Nintendo side like when they announce something okay good but once they said like oh, i'm sorry i had to be late like fine it sucks i mean because right now i think one we're kind of having to obviously with the whole uh situation regard to cyberpunk like one obviously don't release a broken game that's kind of the the, ma- the major factor of you don't want to delay it pr- yeah, nobody much. wants to be but, like cyberpunk right i right. think that and i think and i think that is the thing that game is the game that sent so many ripples throughout the gaming development cycle or do not want to be compared to Cyberpunk. And I want to say it again, Cyberpunk has a great story, but the way it was handled, the constant mistakes from management, developers getting frustrated, that game's a prime example of how not to do things. And no company wants to be the next Cyberpunk. Right, right, right. And again, hence the whole delays, be it like that factor or something else entirely. Yeah, they want to be Witcher 3, not Cyberpunk. No. <laughs> oh, man. I, if they if they can recover from this <laughs> Cyberpunk, I'll be happy for that company. They're a great company. Yeah, see, uh, they are. They are. It's just, again, this, this flop. That's Management of their Angel. shareholders is just terrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good they developers, should, yeah. bad managers. They should just worry about making the game and stop worrying about investors. Let them know that, hey, you committed. You gave us the money. We're going to deliver. No, we need it now. Okay, this is what happened when you told us to do it now. And see what happened? It did not <laughs> you work. You want another cyberpunk? You don't want another cyberpunk. <laughs> right, right, right. So I think we're in agreement. Companies should probably just just wait before they announce when this game is out. Just make sure they have a little bit more solid data you know, before they do something. And I would appreciate it if these companies would talk to the developers and go, hey, look, it's not ready. It's not ready. It's not going to be ready anytime soon. Just relax. It, when we get there, we'll let you know. 
right, right. Instead of you know, and then the bad thing about all this crap that happens is the the companies, the the publishers, they don't get crapped on as much as developers get crapped on. And it's mm. and it's sad. You yeah, get death threats and all these ignorant things to developers, and it's not their fault. Right, they right. Don't I, have, they don't have control over what the publisher wants, so it's not like they can, you know, do the release date. Right? Yeah, it's ridiculous. I it's, mean, yeah, it's we, so ridiculous. God of War can fuffle of all the yes, people. Yes, I was about to say, yeah, threatening for a release date. Like, geez, Louise! Like, one, you send a dick pic to an uh, developer asking for like thing, and then yeah, just like that whole situation in Santa Monica, like. Jeez, like they will show it. Just gotta be patient. But no, you just have to go harassing for a release. They call like, geez, Louise, happy have no life. That's the way that people are anymore. Respect, you know, common courtesy, decency out the window. People are so into you know gratification, and they think that only they matter. And it's sad. You can yeah. apply that to anything in this world anymore. True, true, true. It's terrible. It's terrible. But all right, I, I don't want to. I don't want to stay on this topic for much too long because we could be here all night. I, I've got some <laughs> things to say about those people, but I, I won't do it. Fair so, enough, fair enough. Speaking of uh, God of War Ragnarok, uh, we got a release date as you mentioned, and uh, we got a couple of special editions. And I'm I, I was scratching my head when they announced these special editions because two of them have uh, physical stuff, collect editions, and they have a still book. But they don't include a disc. What? That's the uh, and I'm going to butcher it. Will say it for me, please. I can't say it. The, the, uh, it is the uh, Jotnar, God of War Ragnarok Jotnar edition. There you go. And the collect edition. They come with a bunch of cool stuff, and they come with a still bookcase, but no game. It's all digital, and that's. I mean, I get it. they want people to download stuff. I mean, obviously that's where the future is going. Physical media. I don't want to say is being phased out. But as we've seen, we've got a it's we've got a not being prioritized. It's right. being pushed, and which I, I honestly, personally, really do not like that. We got an Xbox Series S, which is digital only. We got a PlayStation Five, digital only. So obviously, these companies are pushing digital as being the format to go, and it's simpler. It's simpler for them. They get to charge the same amount as the physical edition. They're not passing along any savings. So they said they would do this years and years and years ago. That's why digital was a thing and that never happened. But mm-hmm. it, I'm, I'm going to play devil's advocate for a second. This is not the first time that we've had a collector's edition come without a physical media. But it is the first time that I've seen one come with a collector's edition or a, a still book without a disc. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. That I don't understand. Like, yeah. it's, just, it's weird to think that like the way we'd get a physical disc ever from this now would just be through like if we don't have physical disc for Ragnarok for some reason would be through like limited time games right, right limited run like, games this, yeah, is yeah, a, yeah, yeah. this should be a Sony published game but if they're not doing physical disc some other company will do a physical disc for them right right, right. yeah it's, yeah it, yeah just like, like a good example is limited run games they, they do that they do that a lot Right, right, right. Only I for mean, third party games. You never see this happening from a first party game. First per- no. yeah, first party game. So, right, right. Yeah, right. this is this is weird. I mean, obviously I'm gonna purchase this because I like physical things and I kind of want the hammer. Of course, I really I hope that's it. a heavy hammer so I can smack the heck out of people with it. <laughs> from what I what I heard, like from like again, the voice actor for Thor in the game, like, yeah, the chest that and yeah, it definitely doesn't have some heft to it. So I think you'll be safe on that front. <laughs> but yeah, like it's just I still remember like when I got my uh, uncharted uh four collector's edition and actually have a, a the, the 
DLC vouchers and the physical disc inside and the fact that, okay, you're just only paying this lovely special edition, collector's edition, with like all the bells and whistles, or a steel case, but you don't have anything inside. It's just download code and like nothing physical to, to warrant the steel case. It's like, she's kind of ripping me off with not getting a physical CD, don't you think? I mean, I paid this much and you couldn't afford me with a physical CD, uh, Blu-ray, like, Really, and that's kind of a problem as well because with these companies assuming that people would rather have a digital game instead of a physical game, that was the whole point of this thing. You know, we would buy the physical edition game because we don't have good internet or access to internet because some people, and we'll just use the United States as an example, don't have the best internet. But even still, they get shot it, shorted, screwed over because. You get the, you get a physical game, you put it inside your console, and then it goes, oh, hang tight. I've got to download 20, 30 gigs of updates. Mm. And it's like, but what, that's going to take me weeks or days. What? Why? I bought the game to play the game, not to download the game. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good point, good point, good point. But that's the future that we are we are in, and we're heading to even more so. Yeah, it, it just really just... It's basically going back to the main topic of like again physical versus digital and like yes I get it digital is convenient it cuts out the logistics of like getting the CDs to the storefront all that fine like yes it is convenient on that front for pros of di- digital but again for physicals like for me who want to one collecting actually have it in my hands physically like no it is under my ownership in case like something happens via like on the storefronts like what they're closing with um the Nintendo eShop which they're doing right now, like, I can't get those digital titles again. Yeah, it's yeah. just, like, I want that physical. And especially, again, you're paying such at a premium and you couldn't afford me to get me a physical. Like, yeah, you sh- you couldn't, is not, is it, does it cost that much to put logistics when you're already, um, like, making these collectors and your other editions with your game? It's, it's, like, it's not even that. It's it's like, in the, in the logistics thing, it's like, it's laughable. Okay, you don't want to give me a physical disc. But you have physical discs for standard edition. Why are you not just putting the disc in the damn collector edition? Yeah. yeah. That's just like, why would you not do that? It's right there. Why would you not do that? Yeah, like, it makes even less sense for it to be like a Sony property because Sony's the one that has the patent on the Blu-ray technology. Yeah. So you think that they'd push that a little further. But at, no. the same, at the same time, I, I, when you think about it, it's also like, you know what? We're making a collector edition and we know there's people out there that have the, the discless version of the PlayStation. And it's like, it costs us less if we go ahead and just give you guys a digital code instead of having two different versions of the collector edition. And in that, I can understand, but it's still crappy. Just do another $10 extra and include both. Problem solved. No, right? <laughs> but, then, but then they would go trade the game in, and then we would just, oh, go get me that. We'll go round and round. It's just, it's silly conversation. Yeah. But you make a valid point. Just include both. There have been a lot of games that I've purchased that have given me a physical edition and a collector's or a, the digital. And it's up to me to decide. Right. They just give us a choice. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, yep, there it is. Um, I think it's a dumb decision. I'm still going to buy my collector edition. I'm going to smack people aside the head of the hammer. I will be smiling from ear to ear <laughs> when I get it. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Door and actually weird Mjolnir. <laughs> I have I have the I have a I have a very heavy keychain mirror can't pronounce it that I got I'm not sure where I got it from, um, but this thing is heavy. It's it's a keychain, but it's heavy. 
It has some heft to it. If I hit somebody in the head, it's going to hurt them. <laughs> I don't know where I got that. Oh, it came from the Avengers Collector Edition. Oh. Yeah. But I picked it up for like $30 because I think Amazon had them on sale because I guess they couldn't get rid of them because <laughs> right. game didn't do sense. too well. So <laughs> right, they were selling right. for garbage. It came with that. It came with a Captain America statue a Hawk thing, and a bunch of other stuff. And I was like, hell, I'll buy it just for the Captain America statue. And I didn't even know about the keychain, so that was a little fun addition. <laughs> yeah. Um, is anybody here looking forward to uh, Thor Ragnarok? Like, surprisingly enough, I am actually am, because, uh, as I said in NEP, but I actually have just recently finished God of War original on PS4. And, yeah, like, I'm kind of considering if I should just wait or just, like, wait two years and they put it on PlayStation Plus, like, <laughs> what they did with the original God of War. So, like, I, I don't know. I'm surprised that this is only a year till they put it on PlayStation Plus because of the extra tier. Right, right, right. So I'm kind of considering, but again, God of War is good. It is solid. So I don't know. I, I, I personally am want to get Ragnarok sometime down on or before or if if after they release on PlayStation Plus. But yeah, I personally feel excited. So hopefully get it done in the future. I'll be waiting longer than you because I'll wait for it on PC. <laughs> <laughs> you got like three years for that, right? It's coming. It'll be here. It'll be here eventually. Uh, hopefully, I'm still around to play it then. <laughs> um, yeah, it's. I don't know. I don't know. I I didn't beat the I didn't beat the 2018 game. I think I was near the end, and I just like I'm done. I'm, I'm tired of playing this game. Sometimes oh. I just I get in the middle of playing a game and I go, I don't want to play no more, and I just really? stop playing. Because I actually had the uh, the opposite thing is like the only thing that kind of like kind of slowed my grind a little bit was the Musto uh, high uh, combat trials, but that's just about it. Uh, but everything else, it just kind of hooked me in with that whole collectopedia of like, yeah, just getting that hundred percent. That's what kind of drove me to the end. So it's kind of funny about that. So, yeah, yeah but I, I might fall into the hype because, man, I'm getting a collector and just play it. Uh, come out in November. Yeah, you I mean, know, you're I, getting it already, anyways. Right, <laughs> so just, right. Just at sit least, on it around Thanksgiving when I got a couple of days off of work and just play through it. Right. At least they get to the point where you see the door, at least see door, and then you get a credit scene at least. So get ready, <laughs> get yourself ready. Yeah, I'm more. I I really don't care about Thor. I'm more concerned about um, Freya. She's a uh, Freya. She's a pissed off mom. I don't know about that. You don't messed up with that one. So, uh, again, she is a, a Valkyrie queen. She is the original Valkyrie queen. Yeah, I think uh, he probably didn't want to do that. But yeah, that's that's good. I'm. I want to see that fight. <laughs> <laughs> Kratos versus Freya. Oh boy, yeah, that's yeah. gonna be a fight. All right, folks. Well, we have reached the end of the Spectacle Podcast. We do appreciate you guys for stopping by and checking us out, even though it's been a long time coming, but we'll deal with that later. But before we go, I know Scott and or Will may have something to say as we do the outro. So is there anything special that you guys want to say as I make fun of a certain actor? <laughs> Play.hack. <laughs> uh, anyway just get ready for Xenoblade Chronicles 3 and coming in the next two weeks and like if, if Nintendo can work, get off their butts and actually work on their site to release a third stock of the collector's edition by all that ain't happening that ain't happening hey, I've been I, waiting. I, managed snag, I managed to snag in the collector's edition so obviously they suck on their uh, online services no doubt about that but maybe like twice the charm yeah fool me once shame on you fool me twice shame on me fool me thrice well Screw you, Nintendo. I love how it, it disappeared so fast. And I was like, well, hmm, this game is gone. Let me go to Eve. Never mind. I am <laughs> not paying $200 and not worth for Nope. Nope. No thanks. 
Nope. <laughs> I just wanted the book, but yeah, that's not happening. I mean, it's only costed ninety bucks. Like I, well, dice I checked is like ninety bucks plus the shipping, so it wasn't too much. Maybe. Yeah, but if if I bought it from the Nintendo store, great. But I'm not buying it off of eBay. Oh, oh, oh eBay is going to be like two hundred bucks. Yeah, it is. Minimum. It is. It's two hundred dollars and above. It's like nah, it's not, and I'm the funny not enough that. thing is, it is just simply the art book and steel case, and which they said on Nintendo's website they will ship the game beforehand and the contents afterwards, which is kind of yep. funny. <laughs> They don't have the best track record when it comes to collector editions. No, they don't. Not though, really. Though. Nope, 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 nope. <laughs> All right. Well, I don't really have anything to say other than enjoy yourself. Be safe out there. This world is a political time bomb. Please be safe. The climate is changing and you do not want to be caught in it. Yeah, I know yeah, we it. don't talk about politics over here, but if you even follow my Twitter, you can see I've been getting into politics a lot more last couple weeks because politics matter you live if you live in this country politics matter and you should be a part of it and hopefully part of the positive movement in this (laughs) yeah it's it's scary out there but um again thanks for checking us out you can always find a spectrum of podcasts on on amazon podcasts google podcasts uh, what do they call it anymore? Apple iTunes or Apple Podcasts? They keep changing their blasted name. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. You can also find us over on Browse, Buzzsprout. I said Browsprout. Buzzsprout. And anywhere else where gaming podcasts are. If you see us, please check out the podcast and maybe give us a, a, a good review. The more reviews we got, the higher we go. The more people listen to us. And, you know, then we're rich and sitting on money and, you know, still doing this. Basically, I mean, we're doing it. We're doing it. We're broke. We're doing it. We're rich, right? <laughs> but definitely check out the show and subscribe yep, yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> all right so thanks for checking everybody i'm going to give you guys back the rest of your day your hour whatever it is and we will talk to you on the next spectrum podcast take it easy bye bye